And we're back, Stripe Show podcast on a Thursday. Big one here today. Excited uh, for multiple reasons. One is the uh, play that uh, we've been seeing from Will Zalatoris, who uh, is back. He's healthy. And he's playing some damn good golf. You know, get out of that that Sony wind. Get back to the mainland where you can actually stand on two feet and make a swing, and we're seeing some nice things uh, from the 27-year-old Will Zalatoris, who finished second at the Genesis, and uh, I've been kind of working on this for a while, but this guy's very busy because he teaches so many tour players out there, and uh, he takes the time here today to join us. Josh Gregory, longtime coach of Will Zalatoris, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, jumping back on here on the pod. Yeah, I appreciate you have, having me. It's uh, cool to always be on, and um most importantly, you know, for, from Will's standpoint, just happy to see him healthy and happy and uh, back to the kid that I know and love. And and he's um, uh, hopefully we, we call it Will Will 2.0. And uh, I think Will Will 2.0 might might be even better than, than the first version. Hey, this is all setting up nicely here. Um, yeah. I've got a lot of questions. We're going to talk about a lot of uh, things here with Will, uh, including his putter, which I want to start with. Uh, the long putter looked fantastic at Riviera. And then there's a lot to dig into, I think, just in the overall learning curve of the swing you and I have been texting. And um, I think it'll be a really interesting conversation for our audience. We have a lot of teachers that listen to this. Uh, the things that have been learned have been, um, you know, you, you guys have learned through through the journey of a swing, but also just in, I think, in this long putter, as you've been sharing with me. Um, but you look at the landscape of the PGA Tour right now, uh, Keith Stewart, who joins me every Tuesday, we were talking like, you know, all these top players it just feels like they're they're all there's something with every player right now that's kind of holding them back you know with Scheffler's putting and you know Rory's always kind of starting the engines here this spring and his iron game's not clean yet you know Xander can't lay there's something going on on a Sunday and and it just feels like 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 it's wide open right now on the PGA Tour and and who it can kind of step through that. I like what I've seen with Sam Burns. I think he's looked pretty good here at the first part of the season. And I like what I've seen with, uh, with Will, you know, coming back. I mean, you guys look at this. We're, we're, we got the Florida swing starting next week. I know you'd be coming my way. Right. Are you guys ahead of schedule? I mean, do you feel like as his coach, do you guys feel like, man, we're ahead of this right now and the opportunities out there for us to come in and, and win a tournament here this spring? Yeah, it's, it's interesting you use that word ahead of or phrase ahead of schedule because uh, we, we've talked about that all you know since the beginning of the year. If you if you would have told me that he would have been able to compete in four of the seven events yeah. this year so far, that to me, let alone having a, you know a thirteenth and a second, um, I would have never thought he'd be able to play in that many events. I mean, we were looking at potentially a schedule of one week on, two weeks off, one week on, two weeks off. Uh, for him to play three in a row and, th- and then go- and take a couple weeks off and then go to Riviera and play as great as he did, I mean, we're, he is so far ahead of schedule from a health standpoint, from a game standpoint. Um, I mean, it's progressed amazingly since Tiger's event to, you know, to the miscut in Hawaii, to the, to the played solid in Palm Springs, the 13th at, at, at Torrey. Uh, and then, to, to, you know, as I told him last week, uh, he won the golf tournament. He just didn't get the trophy. Uh, he just got beat. Uh, you know, that round of the deck, he was amazing. So, uh, right. ahead of the schedule physically, uh, the body is awesome. He's, he's, yeah. he, yes, he's going to have sore, soreness, aches, but that's normal. He's going to have that for the rest of his life. Um, but from a physical standpoint, to get in there and get 
in contentions, you know, specifically with the putter to see the flow of that putter and how beautiful it's been um, to not have any issues and feel confident and make a bunch of four footers that were some nasty putts on some Poana greens. So um, again, um, I, I think he's, as I say, will, will 2.0 has an opportunity to be better than the kid. We know that had three seconds in majors, one at Memphis and, and arguably before he got hurt was a, you know, top three player in the top three player in the world. And, um, man, if this, if this keeps going in the way it's going, the ball strike is coming back. I think he was either maybe, maybe third in approach to the green this past week or, or third or fourth. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus 5.3 approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's his bread and butter. His iron play yep. is, is arguably the best in the world. And so that's his feels are coming back there. Um, putter's great. Continue to continue to get the driver a little, a little bit better. And, um, Gosh, it's it's. But to your point, it's it's a great time right now. There's there's, look, there, there's we've always known there's a, there's several tours out there. There's about 15 people on the PGA Tour that you just can't beat. Then the next tour is the 20 to 70 is trying to get to East Lake, and then 70 to 150 is just kind of trying to keep their cards. And so, um, I think he'll be back in that upper echelon. And right now, there's really not a dominant player. It is no, so wide not. open. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, but I think it's it's a combination of parity that there's so many good players, uh, but there's nobody that's really dominating per, per, per se, and he's one of those who can get in get back into that mix. Yeah, he's positive 5.3 approach, positive 1.4 off the tee. This is at the Genesis at Riviera where he finished second, positive 1.3 around the greens, and perhaps most importantly, he was positive positive. 2.3 with this flat stick, and that was coming off positive 1.9 at the Farmers. Correct. Where he finished 13th. And so here's Will Zalatoris, 27 years of age. He's got the long broomstick putter. It's clearly away from his chest, way more so than you'll see any other player. He's very um, aware of that. Let's just, let's, let's just yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got kind of the pencil right-hand grip. I'm watching right. him at Riviera, and Josh, I never saw one time, especially from short distance, I never saw that putter head tremor going back. No, I haven't seen it uh, pr- pretty much uh, since the start, of the start of the new year. And um, You know what? This took a lot of trial and error. We, okay. Both of us didn't know what we were doing. Uh, hmm. You know, candidly, I had to do a lot of research and speak to the guys at Lab. I, you know, I, I did a, some video work with Adam Scott and talked to Lucas Glover about it, talked to Ben on about it. Some guys who have had a lot of success with it because we we really didn't know what we were doing. Um, it was a lot of trial and error on his part by just getting a bunch of different putters made, different lengths, different weighting, um, slightly different grips. So it was kind of cool just to. You know, mm-hmm. we had to reinvent the wheel a little bit. We we knew the DNA of what kind of worked with with its arm lock, and uh, it took us some 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 time to figure this out. And, and honestly, right before we went to Riviera last week, we had a great session uh, here in Dallas and kind of identified the probably four things in his setup that are the non negotiables. That if we okay. do those correctly, honestly, all he has to do is rock his shoulders and the putter swings itself. It's so heavy that he you can't there's essentially two styles of putting with the long putter you've got the bernard langer approach which bernard stands you know a little taller kind of hits it with his right hand much more mm. and then you've got kind of what adam uh lucas and, and and will are doing which is a little wider stance a little you know more into the ground hitting it with their core essentially the right hand is just along for the ride 
when I when I look at this, the first thing that jumps out to me is his upper back. Like it's yeah. like you can see how he's rounded out that upper spine, and then like right. the top, the top of his neck, really to the back of his head. I mean, like it's it's flat. I mean, you could almost like place a glass of wine on there. You know, I mean, he's looking straight down at the ball. Right. Um, so is that something that, that you've okay? Okay. Yeah, there's there, there's two reasons for that. One. Um, Obviously, that's going to help his back, being a mm-hmm. touch more rounded and, and not so, you know, not not so erect or so sharp with his lines there. But more importantly, what that does is that gets his neck and gets his eyes directly over the golf ball. We want his eyes. I want to be able to draw a straight line from his eyes directly down on top of the ball. Mm-hmm. Everything about putting with a with this long putter is trying to be as linear as possible. So we want his left arm to be as close to 90 degrees uh, or excuse me, parallel to the ground. Uh, okay. We want his eyes to be on top of it. If anything, and this is going to sound a little crazy, if anything, they're better off being over the golf ball than ever inside. So that positioning, the roundness of his back, allows his eyes to get over it, but also allows him to see his lines better because he can just move his eyes on a very horizontal plane and not have to kind of look up. So that also gets him in a position to where he can take the putter with the long putter. You have to take it a little bit more up and down. You have to use your shoulders. The putter cannot go inside at all. If it goes inside, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. So this allows him to work it pretty much as you can see with the string up and down the string line. Um, But from here, the couple things that we're looking at eyes have to be over the ball. The feet have to be left almost parallel left. If anything, if they get closed, he'll suck it inside. He'll be looking out mm. to right field. So we, we've, you know, that was something we kind of figured out in the Bahamas. Even though he struggled there, we figured out the feet had to be more left because it allowed him to take the putter a little bit more up, a little bit more outside, and then kind of mm-hmm. round the corner through impact. So also something that, that's noticeable here. So we want the eyes being, if we drew a straight line on his eyes to the ball, that would be 90 degrees, correct? Mm-hmm. So if you look at the putter shaft, if you draw draw a line on that putter shaft, it's going to be at about 81 or 82 degrees. Okay. So we want about eight degrees difference in between his eye, where his eyes are and where the putter shaft is. So it's just above the top of his shoulder. Gotcha. So that's, a again, interesting. Yeah. These are things we've been able to quantify so mm. we can look at every day and say, hey, if this is in the right place, all we've got to do is do our drills, do our speed stuff. He can rock his shoulders, engage his core. Like if you can see here, his, his core feels very hollow. It feels like it's in, you know it's kind of engaged. Yeah, it looks uh, engaged. Yeah, his butt's under him. Uh, it, now he can just go with his shoulders. The other thing, I'm going to go back to this this face on view. And for those listening, we're articulating what we're looking at here. You can also watch the video on TravisFoltonGolf.com, uh, or excuse me, Travis. Well, you can watch it there, but you can also go to the YouTube page. Um, so when I look from face on. Obviously, yep. you can see the space between the top of the grip and the chest. Uh, the left elbow is pointing out almost like a bit of a guide. But the ball right. position to me, Josh, looks fairly forward. It has to be. It, yeah. that, that, that's an, another non-negotiable. So if you look at the kind of the three keys that we look at from this, okay. from this position, if you take a look at his right leg, look, look how it's probably at a, I'm going to say, 65 to 70 degree angle see how it's kind of kicked into the left yep mm-hmm. um that is very important so that that's getting his pressure into his left foot so now is now his pressure's into his left foot 
his chest is more left. So therefore now that ball position has to be forward to match up with Makes where sense. his chest is. Also, we found that if the ball ever gets too far back, he starts tilting out of it and will hit a lot of blocks that way. Mm. So the ball forward matches with his tilt, but it also allows him again to round the corner and release the putter on the natural arc without having to use his hands. So the first thing we're going to look for is there is ball position. We've pretty much quantified is it's about one putter length uh, inside of the left instep of his foot. Um, if you look at the other thing that is really crucial, um, look at his left ear. If we drew a straight line down his left ear, it would be on top of the golf ball. If anything, slightly ahead of it, that is also a non-negotiable that if, if he gets his head tilted back behind it, um, he will come up and out of putts, the left shoulder, the left arm, the left shoulder will get too high, uh, through impact. Also, the final thing, if you watch mm -hmm. his left arm, that left arm is needs to be as close to parallel to the ground as possible. If you draw a straight line on the on his on his forearm on through his elbow, that's probably got three or four degrees of tilt. If I ha if I had to agree, if I okay. had to guess, we're trying to get that as close to ninety degrees as possible. So, candidly, there's our three or four keys, and if we yeah. know those are in the right positions, then we could just then we could just go. Um, you know, the left arm. The, the, the key thing I've learned there with the left arm, if you look on the down-the-line version, it has to be – it's easy to get the left arm pointed too far to the right if you don't do this properly. So it's very important for this to be on a straight putt kind of parallel left or down, down, your, down your feet line, if that makes sense. It's easy yep. to get this too far to the right. So the, so the four non-negotiables, we've got the ball forward. Yes, We've got the left el left forearm relatively parallel, but but as not as, as close as you can, but and, and and not pointing right. I think that's an interesting an interesting yes. component as well. When we first started, it was getting too far to the right, yeah, and that would make him suck it inside and made it. I could made see it that. Feel like mm -hmm. he had to wipe it left through impact, mm -hmm. which would cause toe contact um, and just you know inconsistent strikes. Um, so so you got those two, and then the third would be the eyes. Yes, the, uh, the third would be the eyes being directly over the golf no. ball. That, it's, and, and if anything, on the outer edge, if anything. Uh, and then the fourth would be the left, from the face-on view, the left ear drawing a straight line down the left ear, uh, left left side of his hat directly over the golf ball. So there's no tilt behind it. So and that gets his left shoulder, that gets his left arm lower, because the more he tilts his head back, the left elbow rises. Yep. So you get set up. And then, and correct me if I'm wrong, but now it's about getting it started properly, which needs to work more up. Yes. And if he gets it started properly, he just kind of lets the weight of the putter head kind of flow through and really stay centered and not backed up. What 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 is his trigger that that gets the putter head swinging up? Because to me, like that just looks so much better, man. Like that putter head swinging back. It is night and day difference, and God. and especially under the gun. I mean, he had some nasty yeah. four footers this week, even at Tory. Uh, you know, so something we've really had to work a lot more on and kind of go a little more old school approach to. We've is we've had to do a lot of block speed work. You know, you know me and talking to me, I love random practice. I love yeah. competition. I love one ball work. Uh, we've had to do a lot of just block work to calibrate his speeds because before he was arguably the best lag putter on tour. I mean, he was amazing from 30 to 50 feet, but it kind of struggled here recently 
just because of the, the different feels. Um, yeah. So at four, even though he made all his four to five, six footers coming down the stretch, his lag putting was pretty poor. He was leaving himself a lot of testers uh, this week. So we went back to doing a lot more block work with that. And, um, but the flow of the putter is just amazing. It just works up and down the line so much better. He's so with the weight of this putter, you can't hit it with your hands. <laughs> it literally involves his core and his shoulders. So if we get in this position, the core is engaged uh, and then the shoulders are kind of his trigger to take the putter back. Uh, it's nothing to do with his hands. The right hands, you know, we've, we've tried to do some training with just his left arm only, which works, but at the same time, you, it's so heavy, you can't really it's control so heavy, the one yeah. Yeah. So it, it's literally a feel of core and shoulders. The hands are just there. Um, and if you notice, the more he tilts left or the more the pressure stays left, just like in the golf swing, if I keep my pressure left, the putter, the putter, the club head's going to come up more on the backswing. The right. more his pressure is right, it's going to go or on his on his trail leg, he's going to go more in and low. So yeah. with this putter, it has to swing up and up a little bit, down and then back up. So the more left we go, the more the putter can swing up. It's good stuff. Hey, I'm here for Will's Outdoors being one of the best putters in the world. I'm here for it. So I mean, uh, this me yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's transition. That's good stuff. I mean, look, there's a lot of people listening right now that including myself, I mean, I am like everything you just said there uh, about the long putter. Um, I'm, I, I learned some things there, you know, because I don't have a lot of experience in teaching the long putter. And so there's a lot of teachers and, and, and amateurs and maybe even professionals listening right now that, you know what? My putting sucks and, you know, I'm catching it all over the face and I suck it inside and whatever. And, and I've been wanting to maybe try that. And I think there's some really good things there to be able to actually go out and try, um, that, uh, might go ahead and improve the overall swinging of that putter head. And then of course the strike on the face. Now we go to the swing and, you know, I'm going to put this up. This is, yeah. I'll start with this because this is like where everybody's going to go to start with. But there's right. way more going on than what you're actually seeing here in a snapshot through the impact zone. And, and naturally, when you think of Will's Outdoors and you think about some of the back pain, the, the terms that come up is, is side bend to the right and, and like the spine kind of wanting to, you know, back up to the right through the impact zone. And when you look at Will up top, that was actually a video I took years ago, um, probably four or five years ago, maybe. And looks you can looks, see like in that third. Like almost- Players championship, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like. Hey, don't tell the tour that though, because they might come after me. That anyway. <laughs> yeah. So Sorry. that third pick, that third pick there at impact. Yeah. Um, you can see that you know excessive reverse C call it, and then in the bottom you can see far less of it. Um, yes. I, and I think that that picture was taken uh, in the Bahamas, and that's his trainer, as I understand, standing behind him, and you can really see right. the difference just in the finish and and how he's much more over that left leg. It, like on the surface, right? That's where people go. Like they, they're going to look at that and say, oh, he's, 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 he's not leaning to the right as much, but I'm going to throw some terms out at you and then I'll let you take it. All right. Okay. And I, I listen to Will's Autoris, um, speak to this. And these are some of his words that he has said, um, that his swing now is a little bit more rotary and less vertical. Right. That's something right. that I've heard him say a couple times. 
I heard yes. him explain. I heard him explain his older swing as one where the weight would at times get on the outside of his right foot. You can almost see it there, Josh, mm-hmm. up top there in that left. You can almost see his foot kind of rocking to the outside. Yes. Um, and then when he would start down, the weight would center, you know, kind of more in the middle of his feet, and then he would push kind of hard late off his right foot and then as he's pushing harder late off his right foot lateral that crashes in with the side bend and there you have some of the issues those are some of his words i'll let you take it from there yeah uh you know he he and troy denton his full swing coach have done it done an amazing job uh obviously i help monitor it when i'm on the road because i i you know travel 30 30 weeks a year so i know Mm -hmm. exactly what he's doing and what he's what he's working on and, and they've done some amazing work uh you know, even even taking the back out of it, just essentially trying to get his technique even even better. But yes, this 100% coincides with with long with longevity and trying to help his back. But um, he's staying a little bit closer to the golf ball, uh, which gets his you know his posture in a, l- a little bit better position, gets his butt under him a little bit a little bit more. Um, he's moved the he's moved the ball a little bit more forward. Uh, but and then and then you can see from there. So the two setup changes are he's a little bit closer to the golf ball. And the news on the bottom forward. for the people watching. The the new yeah. you can see is on the bottom. And then yep. his feel again, feel versus real. He's going to feel like he's getting a little bit more rounded. He uses the right glove under his you know under his under his uh, right you know his, uh, right arm to get the club a little bit more depth. Um, and the club's going to look a little bit more laid off. Uh, the left wrist is going to be flatter. Club's going to be a little bit more laid off in there from that position. He doesn't have to reroute it. He doesn't have to side bend as much, and he can kind of take his chest and, and cover it and, and get around the corner. So you can look in that last frame from from down the line and see how much more mm-hmm. around the club is working, more around, a little bit more left, not out to the right, uh, way less side bend, uh, which is most importantly going to help his back. But also I think he's going to become an even better ball striker with this. And, where, where I've seen it help him is with his off-speed shots, his wedges. He's got so many more shots now with his wedges. He can fly it. The launch, the spin control, is, it's a lot better. He's hitting a lot of, you know, 54 degrees from, from 90 yards. He's hitting 50, 50 degrees from 110 yards. A lot of flighted, chippy shots, shallow divots, not digging nearly as much. Uh, so his wedge control is going to get even better. And for a guy that drives that, that well, it's going to be, be amazing. But, again, they've done uh, – you know, I'm actually shocked you can see the difference this much, but you can yeah. kind of look at his right elbow by that right. depth and by Huge that difference. connection, mm-hmm. how much more that's on his rib cage versus how disconnected it is in the top. And so he and TD have done an, an awesome job. And, um, man, it's uh, it's starting to pay off. I think the first few weeks he was, you know, played in some wind. Um, yeah. Kind of trying to recalibrate his feels, you know, just – little things the ball above his feet ball below his feet stuff that would just came natural to him before now he's having to think about it a little bit more he was not as reactionary standing over it a little bit longer than normal now he's kind of getting back more into his feels and playing the game and and just being able to stand up and flush it like like he always has because candidly he hasn't had to think much about his golf swing in a long time and now he's you know making a few changes that aren't that aren't huge but to guys like you and guys that are in the know they can see the big difference Oh yeah. I mean, I, I look at this and you and I were texting and, and, uh, I, you know, I, I sense the shaft was pointing a little more left at the top. Mm-hmm. 
But when you mentioned the right elbow, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Big, big difference uh, in the placement of that right elbow. And you can clearly see on the bottom. And these are both short irons. I mean, this is right. a, these are good examples. Um, both of these I got from Troy's uh, social media page. And you can see he's definitely closer. Moving the ball a little more forward makes sense, but look at the look at the right arm the right arm plane how it ma- matches matches his spine there versus before yeah it's way you know it's behind him and behind it's him more, it's more at almost ninety you know it's it's almost more at ninety degrees now instead of mat- matching on, on with his spine and on his rib cage and that just obviously helps the club get a little bit more laid off looking and let me clarify one thing because we're having some fun right now with this laid off term um, on the podcast and social media <laughs> so. Will at the bottom, you can see the club heads pointing a little bit more left at the right. top. That's not laid off. No. <laughs> Is it more laid off? Okay, I'll give you that. It's but it's definitely not, not laid off though. No. It's it, not it, laid it, off. It's matching his <laughs> it's matching his left arm, his, yeah. his lead arm. It's also because the club is a foot short of parallel, it's going to look like it's laid off, but it's not laid off. No. It's quite simply, if that if that club's taken to parallel, when you see his driver, it's going to be dead down dead down the line per se. The club little, itself, um, would be across the line. It's got a little Justin Thomas look to it now. It does. It does. It does yeah. have a, a little a little bit of that look to. He's always had kind of high hands and yeah yeah. Uh, but this is uh, really most importantly, as we know, the backswing sets up the downswing. So getting in a better position in the backswing is allowing him to cover it, chest working kind of down, more left, stabilize the face, all those things. Yeah, so I think the audience, when you look at the top, right, and, and the right elbow kind of kicks away a little bit. Right. There's some players that do that, no doubt. Um, and then and then the shaft, you can see shallows to the right form. Right. Um, and then, you know, I think as Will would do that, his tendency would be, you know, to kind of feel the need to maybe – take on a little more side bend and, and hang back. His right side maybe wouldn't get around um, as much as maybe you would see others where the right up where you would get some of that shallowing, but as they would shallow, they would then cover it better. Like right. you can, you can still pair those up. And now with Will, I think from the new, as he has pointed the club a little more left, his right elbow is a little more pinched in towards his left. The club looks the same coming down, but the net effect for him because he probably doesn't need to feel the need for the shaft now to fall behind him. He can just go get it. He can just go up and get it and, and hence that forward ball position. And that's where he talks about it. Because if the ball, if the ball gets too far back, it's going to force him to side bend and tilt back out of it uh, to, to try to get back to it. But when the ball's forward, it forces him to chase after it. And I think the fourth, the fourth picture there is the most telling one. Uh, really is. Or on top of it, he is there and open as opposed to tilted back and, and, and under and uh, just putting a lot of strain on his back, his neck and, and things. And so that's uh, the ball position forward is, is kind of the non-negotiable. He, he has to, he has to feel yeah. that. Yeah. And, and that's probably the biggest learning curve, right? He's got to go up and get it. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, so I think, I, go ahead, go ahead. No, I think that that's just some, some of the feels that are now calibrated. You know, he's got to have his feet a little bit more open. He's, he's got his feet flared. A little mm. bit more, so his right yep. foot and left foot. So the right foot flare allows him to get deeper into his right hip. Uh, the left foot, yep. yeah, the right foot, the right, the left foot flare allows him to get around the corner a little bit better. And you, and you can see here on the top uh, how that right foot's flared more. So therefore, the the right knee, the he doesn't roll out on that right foot as much. So in the past, he would roll on the right foot and then he would push off late, which would put more pressure on the back. Now, if you see that 
on, on the on the bottom, how the, the right foot is staying more on the ground, so the pressure is staying more on the inside of that foot yeah. so he can push off a little earlier. That's good stuff. You can really see it there with his feet. Um, yeah. Big, big difference. It really is. Like, you can see it there up top. Like, he's kind of rolling to the outside, yeah. then the right foot pops up, mm-hmm. um, and then the late side bend, and then you look at the bottom – and you can see the right foot flared. It, it definitely looks more planted at the top of the swing. And then the weight is definitely moving more on the instep. And yeah, it, I mean, you can really, really see Look it. at the last, the last photo there. He's way more at 90 degrees and, as opposed to more of that that reverse C kind of look to it. Obviously, there's a little tilt back, but that's with the driver and it, it has to. But he's yeah. much more covering on it. Look, look at the left foot up at the top, how much it's more it's spun out. Mm-hmm. As now the left foot is now more planted in the in the bottom, and that's something he and TD have worked on a lot as well, trying to kind of keep that, you know, feeling that into the ground a little bit more. What what came together this week at Rib? I mean, it, it clearly something kind of popped. I mean, he really it just seemed like he kind of found it. You know, things were really look. He looked like Will Zalatoris again hitting the <laughs> golf ball. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting. Uh, it looked great in practice, great preparation. Uh, you know, still kind of losing a little too many drives to the right. Uh, that was probably the only thing, you know, hitting some shots to, to the right with his irons, but mostly just with the driver. And, and you know, he was about uh, kind of on a, his warm-up session before the Thursday round. It was kind of going through his normal progression and just kind of kept hitting a little, some some high, you know, kind of weak and right and, and over-cutting, over-blocks. And, and, you know, again, I don't I don't like to cross lines, but at the same time I, I'm, I'm there with him and I see him and I know what he and Troy are working on so much and i and i just simply told him i said bud your shoulders look super open um so therefore the his feet have to be open but his shoulders still need to feel square to do what he wants Mm -hmm. to do and so because when the shoulders get open it causes him to lift a little bit at the top it's harder for him to 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 get the little bit of the depth that he needs but more importantly he's going to tilt back out of it with his shoulders and get and get that side bend look to it with an open face and hit some blocks Mm -hmm. so Literally a couple minutes before his tee time, he had hit a couple drivers to the right, and I said, "Hey, man, just try to f- feel like you're closing your shoulders a little bit, or get a little bit more right with your shoulders." He grabbed grabbed a driver and hit a couple stripes, and he goes, "Ah, thanks. That, that, that makes sense." So anyway, it's a uh, it's a true team effort. Um, you know, I know what they're working on, and, and it just was able to just you you give these guys any bit of a little nugget. Sometimes even if it's wrong, if they believe in it, uh, right. they can stripe it. But in this one, it just allowed his shoulders to where he could cover get a little more depth, covered a little bit better, and um, went out and hit it plenty good enough and, and obviously was, was top five or so in, in irons and driver was good and um, didn't hit nearly as many you know foul balls to the right. And, and then his putting, putting was, uh, like we say, um, if he can average that in putting every week, oh, he'll be number one in the world. Forget <laughs> it. I mean, it, yeah, right? I mean, him and him and Scottie Scheffler both, if they can sniff positive two, two to three – um, We've always I mean, said our gonna... goal: if it, if it can be in the pos anywhere in the positives, he's a top ten player in the world. Well, easily no get close to that plus one average for the week, and then then it's really over. Yeah, it's 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 a great story because I, you know, I, I like to kind of follow along, and you know, I talk to you guys, and you know, a lot of guys, a lot of times, players will just make change to make change. You know, it's almost it's like why? Wow, it feels like unnecessary maybe to kind of maybe take on that big of a change or whatever the case may be, right? They're always tweaking and this and that, and that might be just the nature of it. But, and, and sometimes it feels like it just doesn't work out. Right? It's like, why did you go down that path? You know, you really didn't need to um, physically you're, you're fine or whatever. 
and and so with Will, it's different because he was forced to make a change. I mean, he, he had to do something with his body. Like he had to make some changes. And, and even, you know, Josh, from his putting standpoint, like I got to, I, I probably got to do something different here. You know, what's happening yeah. with these shorter putts, with the tremor, like I've got to do something different. So Will, his hand was forced and for him to, you know, make those kinds of changes, which, yeah, I mean, they're not, I mean, I feel like they're, fairly decent sized changes where like, you know, he's had to think about organizing it differently at the top. He's had to think about using the ground a little differently and cover it. Like that's a, there's a learning curve there that's going to take on. And for him to take that on and then to demonstrate what he's doing with this putter, man, I I just couldn't be more impressed. Well, I I think it's always a little scary. I think he was even a little wondering. I think, look, to to, to go through what he's gone through with his back, much like a Patrick Cantley situation, to first of all wonder, hey, am I ever going to be able to play golf again? Am I going to actually be able to play golf? And then second of all, am I ever going to get back to the level of of where I was? I think it's scary. And there's obviously been some dark times, some sad times. I'm just curious of, man, can I actually do this again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And I think the best lesson that, we can all learn from this that he's done is he's put his health first this time golf second i'm going to take care of my body i'm going to get my body right my mind right uh take kind of a holistic approach to this and then golf's just going to take care of itself and i think he really said hey i want to get back to enjoying this game i want to get back to playing kind of with house money back as a kid who was money qualifying and didn't have any status and and that hey Mm -hmm. you know because the expectations on him when he when he had those three seconds were through the roof and 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 i think now this was literally like a start over period we don't really know what's going to happen we don't have Mm -hmm. a clue uh i thought i knew uh but Mm -hmm. we don't know and so for him to it shows his character it shows his resiliency it shows how tough he is to say hey i I was arguably the best ball striker in the world but i'm going to make some changes here they're going to hopefully make that even better but more importantly you know help help my back uh and then from a putting standpoint look he got criticized a lot for missing for missing short putts, but overall he was still a really good putter. Um, and that's the hard part is, like I've always said, when when Scotty Scheffler or Jordan Spieth or some of those guys who miss more short putts than Will Zalatoris does, yeah. they miss, but it still looks pretty. When so, therefore they don't yeah. get criticized as much. When mm-hmm. Will missed, it didn't necessarily look so pretty. But yeah. having said that, he missed way fewer putts than some of the other guys, short putts that is. So yeah. if he continue this path and, and we can stay in our blueprint of what we're doing and, and this continues to have this flow and this it's like a kid it's like a kid who can't it, it's it's mm-hmm. a, he needed a new toy he needed something just to get excited about and that was one mm-hmm. of the biggest things lucas glover explained to me is he goes i'm excited to putt again yeah and you had to you had to spend a lot of time in the lab and or his garage or whatever and just figure it out and dig some dirt and and, and now we we really have a good handle on what needs to be done yeah, it, it, it's just, it just handicaps you, doesn't it? It just wears you out when, you know, I mean, Scheffler's going through it right now. You know, he's, he's, you know, the best ball striker in the world and his, he's trying to make the changes. He's, he's committed to his changes and now he's trying to, you know, come out on the other side and be a better putter. Um, you know, Will's been through it. We saw it with Spieth, you know, his, his putting kind of went and then it kind of chipped away at the rest of his game. And then Ricky went through it with some of his putting and it chipped away. And so it just, uh, I don't know, you, you kind of go through it. Is it, is it just me or does it feel like, God, it just feels like there's uh, a lot of struggle with the flat stick 
as of late. Is it is it just me or is it we just kind of running through a cycle right now where it just happens to be maybe some of the more recognizable player? I mean, we've seen it with you know Morikawa. We've seen it with with others that kind of go through some struggle. And I know it's part of the game, but is it is it more so now? You've been out there. I mean, what do you it's, think? It, it seems to be. I mean, we uh, you know if you actually look at the studies of putts of putting with with you know better agronomy better, you know, greens books and better, you know, levels and using all these tools and putting, putting stats have not improved in the last mm. 20 years. Mm. And that's crazy to me. You would think mm-hmm. with all the technology. So it, it, it makes me think, are we, are we coaching it? Are we teaching it? Or is there too much mechanics? Is there too much technology yeah. being used? And, and I use, and I don't, I don't use a lot of technology in my putting as, as I describe what I do in my putting is I'm a putting coach, not, not, not a putting teacher. And there's a big difference. I teach guys how to putt. Yes, does that involve mechanics? Of course, but it's maybe 10 to 15 percent mechanics related, and the other 85 percent how to become a better putter. And it's putting like a kid, putting like you did when there was no scar tissue, no fear, reacting more, games, drills, things like that. So, um, you know, look, we all we also know that that historically. Most great ball strikers, with the exception of, of Tiger Woods and a, and, a, and a few others, aren't great putters. Most great putters aren't great ball strikers. Yeah, it's true. The, the way the game kind of works. Um, but the game works green backwards. Mm-hmm. If you can make, as I've always said, look, we know for a fact that total ball striking is the number one stat on tour for, guy, for guys who win and consistently finish in the top ten. That start starts with off the tee, and then we know strokes gained approach is the number one uh, stat to yeah. show who's going to make the most money, who's going to win the most. But having said that, there is a psychological component to knowing that I can make three to six foot putts. If yeah. I can, the game works green backwards. If I can yeah. make those putts, that frees up lag putting, that frees up your chipping, which mm-hmm. therefore frees up your iron play because now you're not afraid to miss a green which therefore frees up your driver, so now I'm not afraid to, to miss a fairway. And What's amazing about Scotty Scheffler is his struggles with his putting hasn't affected his ball striking in the least bit. That's, to his me, ball the most amazing is, thing it's, ever. It's absurd. Yeah. He just keeps flushing it, and he just keeps hitting yeah. it and hitting it and hitting it. And, and gosh darn, when that, when that guy gets just to become an average putter, it is, it's, it, it's, he'll win ten times. I think there's I, I think there's three things. I mean, the tour, you know, all, all the things that are happening. And we'll finish with this because I know you got to run. But I look at the PGA Tour. It's been it's been a rough start for them, you know, this year. Um, you know, there's a lot of great stories. I get it. Some long shots coming in, and and I'm and I'm all for that. But you know, a lot of these guys that we're speaking to, some of the struggles, like they they need them to start figuring it out. Like the PGA Tour needs um, Scotty Shuffler to get back in the winner's circle. And I, and I think there's three things here. One is Rory winning the Masters would be amazing. If Will doesn't win it, then, you know, Rory winning the Masters and the Grand Slam would be a phenomenal story, right? Like, to me, that would be the ultimate. Then you got Scotty Scheffler. All right, let's let's start making some of those shorter putts, getting more consistent. Off we go, right? And I think it's going to happen. I think it's, everybody's working through it. So it's going to happen. Scotty, Scotty reestablishing that and his head above water and strokes gain and putting, and all of a sudden he starts to win. And then I think Will Zalatoris is coming back and, sh- and 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 being that young face uh, for the PGA Tour. Um, and I'm not trying to add a bunch of pressure here. I'm just, you know, Will's perfect. I mean, he's just he's he's a great young man. Mm-hmm. He's mature. He's a great player. And him coming back after and persevering what he has been through and winning and then and clipping a major in there. Like to me, those are the three. 
Like, I, I think those are the three things, and I'd love to see it happen here through the spring and the summer. Um, because uh, I think the PGA Tour is the PGA Tour is ready for that. <laughs> No, we, we need we need the posi- we need the positivity. We we need, yeah. we need to get on a good run here, and and Willie Z is a breath of fresh air to the PGA Tour. And it, it was awesome to see this week and, and being there all weekend at Riviera. How many people were, were shouting Willie Z and, and and pulling for him yeah. because he he is that special of a young man on and off the golf course. And uh, the the tour needs the tour needs him. They need Scotty Shaffley. We we need any sport needs domination. Any yeah, they need the big guys. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the you know the Yank the Yankees in baseball for a while, whether it was the Patriots in in football, or Jordan and the Bulls, or, or in golf when when Tiger dominated, you need that. Parity yeah. is a wonderful thing, but you need dom you need some domination. And and if whether that's look, I'm biased. I hope it's Will. I hope it's any of my guys. <laughs> but sure. uh, yeah. yes, I think those three stories w- would be huge for the PGA yeah. Tour and huge for hopefully. Uh, Get it, get in our game back to where there's a little less division. All right, man. Great stuff. This was this was phenomenal. I, I think my audience is going to enjoy this. Um, you'll be here at the players. You got to come see my there. studio. All right, man. I will do it. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.